on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Gusty's new guild challenge is too, too cute. Pretty cute. Uh, Sotor, Return of the Hype, or The Hype Strikes Back, or The Hype Menace. Um, Take your pick. Yes, so trials are planned and bosses killed. And Zoot's running on Mount Farm in Final Fantasy XIV. And Jedi is here to talk to us about Guild Wars 2. What? Guild Wars 2? It's been like seven years. <laughs> it has. Eighty-four years. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 379 of the podcast celebrating you, the LAAFTS gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. This is MewCow. And to my virtual left is Tetsemi. Final Fantasy XIV Teamcraft is my only website. No, you're yeah. on Wordle too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And Wor and Wordle, sorry, yes. <laughs> and that voice to his right is Makala. Hey guys, there's some boozy bread pudding and apple tarts in the guilt kitchen. And this week we're joined by special guest Jedi, who is here to talk to us about AIE and Guild Wars 2, and we welcome. Hey everybody. Hey, good to have you here. Yay. It's been a while. A couple of years. <laughs> Seven, to be specific. <laughs> Why are you? Yeah. I was like, were, 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 were any of us even podcast hosts then? Oh, I, think you not, were, yes. I think you were. I think I was. Yes, yeah. yes. You had just started, probably. I think so. Yes. Well, since, since we haven't heard from you the longest, Jedi, why don't we start with you and see what you've been up to, besides your little army behind you. Uh, I mean, that's... Watching. That is actually, yeah, that's kind of what I'm up to. So um, <laughs> I've been getting back into painting the Warhammer dude. So I've been working nice. on my Necrons and they're oh. pink and sandy. And uh, I just got loads of dudes queued up. And then, you know, other great hobby stuff. I have a gun plow behind me and I'm going to build him someday. Nice. But he's, you know, he's he's just here in sprue form, just hanging out. <laughs> so um, other than that, you know, life's been good. Playing a lot of games, playing a lot of, um, I've been playing ESO. Not so much on the game I'm here to talk about, but there's a reason for that. Um, yes. But, um, and then I got this. I'm like, I have a kid downstairs playing on my Switch, and I was really upset that I couldn't play this. Ah, yes. The, that, the I just picked up, that I just picked up today, and I was like, this is going to be the one that it sticks to me. It looks really good. None of the so, other yeah. ones have stuck, but this one looks like it's going to get me. Is that Pokemon um, Arceus or Arceus? Arceus. Your guess is good as mine, Arceus. I, I guess I could probably open the the um, study door and scream at the kid in the next room, saying, "What's the actual? What do you? What do you? How do you pronounce the game you've been playing all weekend that we haven't seen you except for food?" Yes, that's yeah. It's the new hotness. Like it is definitely the flavor of the moment because it's all over Twitch, um, and I guess for good reason. It's it's an open world Pokemon game, which is kind yeah. of kind of crazy. And and some of the stuff. I mean, it's I, I've also been calling it um, Metal Gear Pokemon Solid. Oh. Because apparently it's it's for the first time since it's open world, you, your character's running around in, in world and can interact with the world and the world can interact back. 
(laughs) Sometimes you don't like that. So you, as you're trying to catch Pokemon, you might be sneaking behind trees and sneaking in the grass and trying to, you know, keep an alpha from spotting you and trying to stomp on your head because they can do that. (laughs) But you can also run around and and heal your team up while you're throwing Pokeballs at things. So that's really useful. That, so what got me to like want to go buy it like right now and today, just go out and buy it. I watched the video where there was a, like the dude got in between the Pokemon where they were, while they were fighting mm-hmm. and the Pokemon were just running over the, they're running over the player. He's getting knocked down and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, pretty oh, funny. It's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been pretty interesting to watch. It's definitely had some, ha- has some watchability to it too. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'm I'm curious if they have plans for for any kind of co-op or multiplayer with that, like they have with some of the other games, because that would be some interesting times running around in a Pokemon open world together. Yep. So, but, but uh, yeah, sounds like you have plenty to do over there. So uh, why don't we move over to Makala and see what she's been doing? <gasps> Dying. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, I wish I, I wish I was kidding. Um, all right, so you got Fennec Shand is what you got. Oh my god! Well, no, I didn't have to have any replacement parts. Okay, so my two weeks <laughs> of dying and uh, yeah, yeah, in game started with in Call of Cthulhu two sessions ago. Now we're almost to the end of this se- this section. We're doing. We're in Persia. We're hunting down this bowl. Evident. Evidently, it can let you see things that that can't be seen. We, of course, are running against time against it's Call of Cthulhu, and it takes place in thirty nine, so Nazis. Um, so we're doing great. We're doing great. Um, we've gotten part of what we need for it. We're heading back to the archaeological site, and we get attacked. And my character now. Granted, I am almost always the healer, which is the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> because after I hate having, playing. Uh, yeah, never played healers for after years. After 25 years of refusing to play a healer, I am almost solidly always the healer. Mm-hmm. So one shot takes out my doctor. She's at, you know, two of ten hit points. She's bleeding out. Um, well, not bleeding out because that would be zero of ten. But I'm out of the battle. Um, they're able to get me to enough so I could patch myself up. So it was the first time I almost died. With then the preceding Friday night, I game with on Friday nights. I game with my buddy Mike, who is also my DM for our main Call of Cthulhu campaign and our Star Wars campaign. And Macala had an entire beer. Now here's the deal. <laughs> My idea of beer is six ounces. I had a pint. Evidently, Whoa. it comes in pints. And <laughs> it was because I like a strong beer. It was a delicious imperial stout. High alcohol content because I usually drink small small beers. Um, dinner was running late because somebody put dinner in the oven, but we have a double oven and it was in the wrong oven. So <laughs> I had the beer before dinner thinking dinner was almost ready it was not um that you know like 45 minutes later Ted brought dinner up to me but i've been paying for a while and i'd been drinking so i got a little mouthy with my friend's character and that friend is a, is my normal dm yeah not not well planned out um so in that game we were in battle some friends lost eyes 
because we have a pretty we have a pretty serious critical lit um you know critical things happen you have scars you lose body parts stuff like that yeah i just don't have it yeah i did not have it um so we're now on a mission because they've been told all right well you have a few days off and then we're gonna need to put you on you know desk duty and this is like it's, it's a very military it's very military based this particular campaign and so then then their commanding officer's like, "Hey, yeah, have a few days off. Uh, what do you, whatever you want to do is up to you." So we're like, "Oh, you're telling us to go somewhere and get their eyes healed. Got it." So, gonna pause on that one. The funny thing was, I was mouthy with my DM. <laughs> the following day is Star Wars. We had achieved our primary mission on this planet. We're waiting for orders. We're about you know we're. In space, unfortunately, the Imperials were able to take over. We get a message, you need to go back down there. Their prince is alive. He's on our side. So we do this rescue mission. It's going really, really great. Except for the imps have these new hunter droids. K2SOs? No, these make K2SOs. No, we fought K2SOs. They're, these are way worse. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Somewhere um, between the K2SO and the Mandalorian droid that Luke took out. More like the Mandalorian droid. But yeah. Anyway, Ooh. so two of them. <laughs> and our heavies weren't hitting. Our heavies were not hitting. Who was hitting? The pilot. The pilot, <laughs> by the way, who was also the medic. The medic. <laughs> because I'm now always the medic. Um. <laughs> Um, I was hitting too well, and I became the primary target, Oops. and that's how I ended up at my own, in my own medical bay at negative nine hit points. Ooh, four critical wounds. Now, a critical wound is like when you accidentally um, hit yourself with your own lightsaber, and you burn your leg so badly that you can't stand up. That's what a critical wound is. I yep. had four of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then. Well, I had two of them. And then after the game, the DM realized at zero, you get one more critical wound. At And for every negative five points, you get another one. Oof. So we'll roll for those the next game. And I'm like, oh, my God, death is on that chart. Crap. <laughs> yep. All right. So I'm, I'm just kind of forwarding. So skip forward to Wednesday. We did or Thursday. No, we did a Call of Cthulhu one shot in my normal travelers group. And it was a one-shot, as in we all died. Just fine. <laughs> um, um, yeah, this particular one-shot is rough. Evidently, you're not supposed to engage the monster. You're supposed to Scooby-Doo that stuff. Who knew? <laughs> um, Friday comes around. We're now trying to get, the cl- get our two warriors' eyes healed. We're on our way to this town, Tilberton. We get attacked by a Periton, which is a terrible flying creature. There were three of them that really like elf flesh. And we have two and a half half elves because one's a quarter elf. Um, (laughs) Well, I am a cleric of helm. My whole thing is protection. So I'm making sure I'm up in front. I get the other elf who's our war wizard out of the way and proceed to have my heart taken. It was my week of dying. Like literally like, um, the whole entire group was like, Kalima. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting IMs from, I don't know what to do right now. I'm like, okay, you can't, you're not just going to take somebody's heart and not make it repairable, you know? Right. Yeah. 
It, it was it's so like the DM's like, all right, it's up to you. Do you do you want to keep playing this character? I'm like, yes, I want to keep playing this character. <laughs> um, and I like tried not. To, I was fine until I started getting reactions from my friends. Um, so she now has a um artifact that was created by an artificer in the town that we went to to get everyone to get the eyes restored called the um, Heart of St. Jervis. Pretty cool. I got a con bonus. I get advantage on death saving throws. Um, <laughs> Useful. Cool. Um, Guess you die again. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, because there was no, no death saving throws last time. It was just dead. Um, and then Friday, or then Saturday was Star Wars, and I did not die. We, um, there was a space battle where my carrot couldn't, my, my pilot could not participate in, which means it was a much more extended space battle. Um, because I can just get us, you know, we're being pursued by five, four TIE interceptors. Well, I can triple our speed. I can make our silhouette smaller. I can get us out of there before they shoot us. It was, yeah, um, several thousand credits were spent on the repair of the ship and the, uh, you know, the, um, New Republic spent a lot of money repairing me, which was three weeks in a back to tank. <laughs> So that was my week of my two weeks of dying and not dying or almost dying. Not a death. Sorry about that. That went a little long. I apologize. No, you're fine. <laughs> death was on the line. Death was on the line. You were flirting with death quite a bit. No, yeah. I just died. <laughs> she just, there was no flirting. It went straight oh, okay. to the straight to and, the dead part. And the uh, only yeah. character that would flirt was the character I was playing in the Call of Cthulhu one shot. He was a Man beep. Um, literally, <laughs> his, 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 on his character, it kept saying, she's cute, though. She's cute, though. I'm like, all right, I, that's who I'm playing. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, certainly sounds very, very action-packed. Deathy. Deathy. Yes, yes, deathy. De- death-packed. So let's see what Tetsami's been up to. Uh, so what I have been up to is really enjoying Book of Boba Fett slash other show that yeah. completely took over Book of Boba Fett in one episode, which was Spoilers. awesome. Spoilers. Yeah. I'm just, no, it was good. Um, but uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV uh, along with Wordle, because Wordle's once a day. And uh, looked at uh, somebody posted from the Reddit uh, Data is Beautiful subreddit. Um, they analyze the starting words that you use for Wordle, and apparently, much like my choice in any MMO is completely suboptimal, like my starting word, which I thought was really good, because it contains four vowels, like, is the 2600th best starting word. <laughs> like, how is this possible? Okay. Yet our friends who are also playing Wordle mentioned they started doing way better when you gave them their starting words. Right? So I wouldn't worry about that data analysis. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying it's it's interesting that for some people, like that word isn't good for them. And for other people, it's like I'm averaging four out of six on most words. So I'm I'm happy with that. Um, mm. That's your Wordle moment for those of you that can't get away from seeing people post scores on insert social media here. Um <laughs> to the point where they've started to create wordle blockers but yeah. that's another thing uh yeah. so i completed got through endwalker 
the, the main story, have not opened the raids yet. Uh, I still have three blue plus questions things to go open up for those. Um, but I've switched over to the gathering and uh, crafting jobs. And I did the I did the fishing job. That was really interesting. Uh, the fishing quest line. I once you get to ninety, I did the botanist slash mining one, which, to be honest, I think the student professor romance thing is a little over. Well, the, the yeah, that one was kind of confusing, but then you realize that for them, students and teachers aren't necessarily like super young, super old. No, I know, but the fact that it was an older looking Ora and a cat girl, or not a cat girl, uh, um. human, it just, yeah, anyway. Uh, and then I did the uh, carpentry one. The, I think it's carpentry, leatherworking, and I forget what the other one they throw in there is. But um, that one was dealing with an Aether telescope, and that was really interesting. I enjoyed that one. And then I've got, got the that one. yeah, I've got the last two to go. So I really like that the the carpentry one because it it was a good story. So. It was one yeah, of those of why is this character acting the you know like most of Final Fantasy fourteen, like this character's really being an ass. Why are they being an ass? And then you find out the backstory and you go, oh okay, they're completely justified. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's that's most of Final Fantasy storytelling. This, like, this I hate this character. I hate this character. I hate this character. Oh oh oh, I kind of like this. Oh <laughs> oh. No, I want more There's, of that character. Yeah, that's yeah. Detailed yeah. backstory. What is this? What's going on? I know. I, don't I know. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, but I think we have a lot of Guild Wars two stuff to d- dig into. So um, honestly, that's those are the two things I've been up to. So all right. Um, as for me, a lot of uh, Final Fantasy fourteen as well. Um, just because it's all encompassing now, <laughs> it just. It's weird. I was afraid I was going to get burnt out on it, but like it, something is different this time around. This expansion, oh yeah, it, feel, it feels different. There's something I can't put my finger on it, but like I've even gone back to see, uh, all those those nice crafting and gathering quests in um, Charlian. Mm-hmm. I didn't do them in the Crystarium, so I've also been enjoying those. Ah, okay. So, so I because because I like I had everything leveled to eighty without right. doing any of those. So oh, what, the, what I did is I went free back. Story. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But but the thing is, is they give tons of experience. Like even even at, at mm-hmm. eighty and plus, oh, yeah. the Crystarium stuff still gives you. So I was like, I'm going back doing all the Crystarium story, getting tons of experience, and then I'm able to do and do most of the um, the uh, Charlian stuff without having to to do any extra leveling on them because I got the bonus from from uh, Crystarium, and then. I have also not done a lot of the the regular collectors, all of the the scattered collectors all over the world. You've got your your uh, um, the uh, what's his name? It's one of the. It's not Tia in 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 uh, in the first, but the the one guy over in the uh, the the oh, queen yeah. bee, the, the the honey the the hive no honeybee honeybee I don't know. Yeah, queen the, the name's bee. escaping. Yeah, queen bee and all that. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting story. Then also, 
dealing with uh, poor uh, uh, Chloe. Not Chloe. Is it Chloe or is Chloe her sister? One's <laughs> Chloe. One's Zoe. Zoe. No, Chloe. Chloe's the one in Idleshire. Well, they're, they're both in Idleshire. So Chloe's the little one. The the the, the little um, Makode. Then there's uh, there's Zoe, who is her like her older sister. She's running a uh, an orf- an orphanage. Right. Oh, that's right. And yes. she's. Yeah, so she has a whole collectibles, and man, that that poor kid's like, oh yeah, I, I only have to eat three day old um, uh, porridge. pineapple porridge. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and like every time you help her out, it's like, hey, only two day old porridge now, one yes. day old porridge now. It's like, it's like, woof. Yeah. It's like a like I, I I could feed your entire orphanage with the stuff in my bag. Can't I just do that? Right. Just yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hand that over. But uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's just funny the, the 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 little backstories they give these characters, and you're like, oh, you're like you're almost like a real person over there with with all your thoughts and and stuff. You're you're not it a trope. And and yeah, and you're, your you're not tropey. Yeah. yeah, it's like at first it seems oh tropey bad guy. Oh wait, no, he makes sense. Crap. <laughs> so <laughs> that's impressive. Uh, they're able to do that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for just because he was such a. Leap and Shadow Walker, Emmett Selk, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you, ha- one of the best bad guys ever. Yes, I you love Emmett Selk. Hate yes. this character, <laughs> like you literally are just like don't understand him. You hate him, and by the end you're like, oh, uh, so good. Like, uh, why, why are you my friend now? That that what what, yes. what what happened? Absolutely love him. Yeah. Yep. And then and then yeah, there's just there's so much to that whole story. I love what they did to, to wrap it up. But yeah. Um just yeah, lots of that stuff. I've uh started poking at uh um some alts. Funny that. Um poking at I've actually been getting Mrs. Mew in here and now that the cues are no longer insane. Yeah. We're able to actually sit down and log into the game and play. Which yep. is I know it's just a, a strange concept these days, but but uh, yeah, that, that's actually been nice. Just kind of poking through things. Uh, the hall, the Halloween event, Halloween in January. That's been fun. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, they had to do that, much like Disneyland getting their Halloween shipment. Yeah, in January <laughs> for stuff yeah. that should have been there in September, October. I, I think yeah. it may have been there in December, but yes, I definitely had new Halloween stuff that was not there in October. Yeah, in yeah. January. Yep. Yep, same thing. Although I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out why they they had to delay it until after the expansion. Because I I don't think there was anything in the event that's related to the expansion. So I don't know. Maybe and, class specific rewards. I don't know. No, no, it's it's all cosmetic stuff. It was a a clown outfit, and um and a makeup piece, like you know, clown makeup. Right. Like that's it. Like they're they're you know, and the the. The dungeon they use is an old dungeon. They just repurpose an old dungeon. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Not sure what that was about. But you know, hey, we have Halloween in January. That's kind of cool. Exactly. Um, um, and other than that, um, you know, just kind of the usual stuff at home and uh, keeping our heads down and waiting for things to, to cool over. You know, having a pipe, yeah. waiting for it to come over. Yeah, cool down. Um, but that's probably about it. We definitely have a lot to talk about with Good Wars 2, so let's get on yeah, to that. Yeah, let's do it. All, All right. right. Well, first, I, it really sounds like I need to 
buy whatever the last expansion is for Final Fantasy and play through yeah, that. Endwalker. Yes. Endwalker. Oh, yes. Oh, so the, the big selling point on Endwalker, and because we had this discussion, it's like, what would you like the next expansion for WoW to be? Do what they did for Endwalker and just wrap up <laughs> all the loose ends. Like, mm-hmm. they literally, Endwalker takes all the main story quests, all the mm-hmm. subplots, all the other subplots, and you do them in the main story quest, you do them in the gathering jobs, the crafting jobs, the... Yeah, it's... They're wrapping everything up and starting fr- not fresh, but starting a new... And I would love to see WoW do that. Sorry, Randall. Yes. Well, <laughs> and and from, from what I've heard, that's actually what they're planning on doing. They're saying that that's why the end of Sylvanas has been so awkward is because they're trying to close all that out because they want to start their own new thing. Mm. They are, they are at the end of the, of the, of the shackles they've had from the old storytelling team that didn't do all that great. So they're the, the, the new team wants to start fresh and that's what I hear they're trying to focus on. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. All right. Guild Wars two. Yep. Yes. Oh. Yes. What's all going the on over there. All right, so Guild Wars 2 is a game, right? That's the game we play. Yeah, we have a, we actually it. have a guild in Guild Wars 2. Um I'm so <laughs> I know, right? So uh one of the things is like Guild Wars 2 like I I've a lot uh, I believe a lot of people haven't played Guild Wars 2 since like it launched. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of things have changed in Guild Wars 2 since launch. And so just to give you who've never played Guild Wars 2 before, it's it's sort of like a a hybrid between I would say like ESO is pretty popular like a like it's action style combat and um kind of like a tab target like wow like um i i know this won't help audio listeners but i am sharing my screen and you can see i've got like five abilities right there on my main bar and then like five other abilities that are like that i can kind of select and the abilities are kind of like weapon dependent or whatever and some abilities require me to have a thing targeted and some abilities require me not so much I can just kind of, like my greatsword right here, I can just kind of spam it like this, and it's going to hit whatever's in front of me. But, And that's kind of like how combat works in Guild Wars 2. I can actually show combat, but I, I think I totally lose con- my concentration. <laughs> um, yeah. Another cool thing with Guild Wars 2 is, okay, so there is a level treadmill. So there is, so you do have to like level 1 through 80, then there's two ways to do it. You can either boost to 80, or you can, um, which is my preferred method, because I... Don't like the leveling part, um, and then go back and do all the stuff after the fact, or you can do the slow way and like follow the personal story and go all the way up. Um, the thing is, though, is that I can go into the zone right next to me. So I'm in Lion's Arch right now. I can go to the zone through the portal at the end here, um, and that level is going to I'm going to be scaled down to that level. So it kind of works the opposite right. of ESL, where ESL kind of scales everything to you. Mm-hmm. You have to be 80, and then so you have to be 80 already, and then it will scale you. So I can go anywhere in the game, and I will have a challenge. Right, And that's one of the things I, I really like about Guild Wars 2. And it keeps all the content relevant. So the dungeons that came out at release are super hard. The dungeons that, um, the uh, raids that are out there are super hard. Those came out in the two previous, like the one expansion was seven years ago. That was the last time I was here. And then the expansion we didn't come on for happened, you know, five or six years ago. So, um, you know, all that content is still relevant. So it's, there's a wealth of really relevant content. Is really I really draw like a lot of parallels to ESO because I really got just got into playing ESO mm-hmm. and like there's like a lot of parallels between the two I, I feel. Um, one thing this game doesn't have is a gear treadmill. So um, uh, there are there are a couple like rarities of gear, but like the difference is so minuscule that it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So like um, people raid in like orange level or exotic gear, which is stuff you can just craft or buy off the auction house easily. 
Um, there's a tier above that, which is like pink gear, and that's literally the best stats you get in the game. And then there's legendary gear, which is just cosmetic. So like my, I have like a legendary sword on me. My dude's that legendary sword. It's just cosmetic. Like it has the same stats as a pink sword of the, you know, the, the same pink gray sword stats. Accelerating. Um, and then so and then Arena Net is going to keep the game. So one of the things Arena Net wants to keep the level always at eighty. So the expansion's coming out. There's no leveling. There hasn't been leveling since the base game. You level to 80 once, and then everything, you can just do everything at your own, however you do. Now, there is a secondary leveling system, and I'll talk about that later when we talk about the changes, because that's kind of um, how they introduced progression later on. But uh, And then another neat thing the game has that um, Dejara wanted me to talk about, the game has an integrated wiki. Guild Wars cool. 2 has the best wiki I've ever seen in any video game <laughs> Almost ever. I would say maybe the Ultima Online wiki was pretty good. Uh -huh. um, the EverQuest really maybe. Impressive. Yeah, like yeah. really, like Guild Wars 2 wiki is so good. It's not on fandom. It's not on some crazy site. It's like it's hosted by ArenaNet. Um, it's curated by the community and it's phenomenal. And it's built into the game. So like, so it, like it, it will open up a web browser. But Right. Go ahead. So great. So you, you don't have to have like the multiple screens going on and... Well, it's going to oh. open up it's going to open up the web browser up yeah. outside of outside of the game. But like I can but say say I don't know what this snowflake is for. Mm -hmm. I can click on the snowflake type wiki slash wiki snowflakes and it's going to on my other window where I have the podcast notes open. It's telling me about snowflakes now. Neat. And your inventory is huge. I have such a tiny inventory comparatively. Uh yeah, so my <laughs> pre my pre-expansion goal has been to work on 32 slot bags and I I'm running six accounts to make the funds to get the 32 slot bags uh money is a scarcity in guild wars 2 it money is hard to get to right to make. um where are we at here okay so i just want to kind of like since that nobody since we haven't played the game in a long time um and maybe you have i just want to kind of touch on what the story is about with as sure. little spoilers as possible so one one the personal story, which is the one to eighty story, that's basically the hero's journey. You're basically mm -hmm. a nobody. You start from nothing, and then you 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 come up, and at the end, you're like the hero of the world, right? You um the uh, the death dragon. There's dragons are the big bad guys. There's like six dragons. They're all bad, um, or maybe they're not bad. Who knows? They're just they're just otherworldly big forces out there that forces of nature. That's what they call them. Right. And so the first thing we do is we go on a journey to kill the death dragon because he's doing bad stuff everywhere. And then um, in between the expansions there, we have uh, what's called the living story. And so in between, so the first living story, which we can't play, we can't re we can replay all the living stories except for the first one. Cause the first one they did live in the game world. Oh, hmm. really? Yeah. So it, like all the changes happen live in the game world. So if you look, um, so Lion's Arch here looks nothing like Lion's Arch looked like. No. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> Don't recognize yeah. it. Yeah. Right. This, this so looks this was, completely different. So so what happened was is that um, so there's uh, I've four or five races. There's only one race that matters. That's the Asura. That's what I am. Hmm. But the the salad race. One of the salad race people. Uh, the crazy a uh, crazy salad race. Hmm. I'm sorry. Crazy salad lady destroys the world and wakes up the plant dragon. That's what she does. Okay, so that's what happens in the first living story. So, and she destroys Lion's Arch completely. The place is mm -hmm. devastated. I, I I did log on to see that it was crazy, um, the like having to destroy Lion's Arch 
pretty neat. Like it was like the neatest thing I think I've seen in a game because you don't really see that. Like you see, like you go if you play Warcraft and you go into Ogremar, it pretty much looks like Ogremar has forever. I mean, there's been a couple changes to there's it since, changes. since Cataclysm. Yeah, yeah, a few, yeah like, since Cataclysm. Cataclysm. But like up until Cataclysm, like nothing had changed. Right. And even yeah. after Cataclysm, it's kind of been the same. You know. Oh yeah. So. Like and, and to that that was cool just to see the world dynamically change. Uh, they didn't change that for season two though. In season two, season two is basically about finding the plant dragons. Like where is this dragon at? It's doing bad things. It's like the death dragon. It's doing bad things, right? So season two is all about finding. You you get a you meet your your team of friends that are going to be with you forever, and um, they're all awesome. Also, I, I have to mention the Guild Wars story is voice acted. The whole thing is voice acted. Um, if you look at the voice acting credits, they are, it's like the who's who's of voice actors are oh, wow. voice acting this game. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um, my favorite character is voice acted by John DiMaggio, uh, Bender. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. um, and then actually in the new stuff, it's not, he's not voiced by them. So now he's no longer my favorite character. But while he was, <laughs> right. he was the best character in the game. So, um, and then we get into Heart of Thorns. And that's where, where, where we left off last time in the podcast. Heart of Thorns, the yeah. uh, plant dragons doing bad. We... We we're in the plant, in the plant dragon's world, and we managed to find and we're going to find and kill the plant dragon, right? So that's our mission. We're going to try to find and kill the plant dragon. In season three, we find out the killing dragons is bad. <laughs> so we find <laughs> out that I we mean... are in season three. We find out that we have been the bad guy. Wow. Uh, okay. And then then there's a lesson then... from Final Fantasy fourteen as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And so and so. Uh, and then, and then, t- the part of the one of the things that kind of brings us to that is the last living member of the bad guys from Guild Wars One, the uh, Mursat. If you're mm-hmm. into that kind of stuff, um, they come back. That dude's back, and he's he's causing trouble, and like he wants, but he wants to help. He wants to help. And then, in that process, the hero gets a pet dragon. <gasps> Aww. Ooh. Okay, and then Path of Fire starts. Path of Fire. Um, there's six human gods. I think there's six human gods. Uh, one of the human gods, the god of war, goes crazy and goes on a rampage in the Crystal Desert, which is an old Guild Wars 2 area. And basically, we have to go figure out the, what to do with the human god. Mm-hmm. Does you just spin around saying, boy? <laughs> boy. Boy. Shoot over there. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> That's a great game. Um, in se- season four, we get introduced to the actual greatest character in the game. Um, he's been, he was actually in Path of Fire, and he was a bad guy in um, Guild Wars 1. But we learn about Joko. He is the most... He, he is a, a good part of the beginning part of season four. He is fantastic. So we learn about Joko. Um, and then, we, then in, the middle of season, in the middle of season four, the Crystal Dragon goes on a rampage. Like you do. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. they do. It's what they yeah, do. So, right. they, yeah. so they basically, what the dragons do is they, like, they, they are dormant for a while, and they feed on the magic. And then once they get enough magic, they're like, hey, I'm here. Let's go on a I world tour. I need cuddles and the yeah. chew on you. Let's go on a world tour. So, like, um, when Guild Wars starts, when Guild Wars 2 starts, if we... This gigantic purple scar on the map that's in the first, like, it's mm-hmm. in the vanilla game. This purple uh-huh. scar that runs all the way up. And this character doesn't have map completion, so you can't really see it all. But that purple scar that runs all the way down the right-hand Ooh. side of the map, that was a crystal dragon. Just He woke up, and he decided to go for a fly, and <laughs> he's like, run. I'm just going to wreck the world. He, like death- he, he death-winged it, yep. <laughs> basically, he death-winged it. It was basically death-winged, but that was before death-wing was a right. thing. When no, he did I, that, was, yeah, right, 100%, yeah. 
He was the OG. The Crystal Dragon was the OG. Well, I mean, if you want to go even further back, Arthas did a line too. He did, yeah. He, he did that nice big gouge up that until probably, uh, Silver Moon. And, and you know what? This just seems to be what dragons do, right? Dragons right, right. are yeah. crazy. Dragons oh, behaving badly. It happens. Yes. See, you can see Jajara in the chat. He is a fan of Joko. Yeah. Praise Joko. Praise Joko. Um, so, and now Ice Root Saga is the last story, but that's the, that's the season five. Season five is branded Ice Root Saga. Um, so what happens to the pet dragon? He, all grown up. We, we did such a good job through season three and season four. The pet dragon's all grown up and now is an adult dragon. Good job. Hmm. Um, the big cat race, the Char, they have a civil war because why not? They're angry. Yeah. Now they, they don't, they don't have anything to point their guns at anymore because, We've done. We've taken care of all the dragons through one way or another. We've taken care of the dragons. The big Char go on. They're like, who? We gotta start killing each other. Mm-hmm. And then, in it to add on to that, then the ice and fire dragon wants. They want to kill each other. They don't want to kill us. They want to kill each other. Oh, so yeah. that's so we, we've kind of we've kind of where we are right now. The like everything's in chaos right now. Right. At least up until you know the spoiler free version is everything's in chaos. <laughs> right. Um. And then coming in the future, we're going to go to Cantha, which is like the, um, it's sort of like a East, Far East Asian themed um, world. It was in Guild Wars 1, and that's going to be, we're going to find out more about the story. Uh, but it's called End of Dragon, so I, I assume <laughs> my only assumption is that it's going to be the End of the Dragons. The dragons, right, 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 right. I would think so. End Dragoners. Okay, so... Before we get into End of Dragons, I kind of want to, like, what's different? If you haven't played in a really long time, if you haven't touched this game since 2012, and, like, when the game had, like, a PvP-focused endgame and stuff like that, like, what is different? Why should I come back to Guild Wars 2, right? Like, what, why? Actually, hang on. One question. But you buy the base game, and then are the expansions free? Is it a buy one time, or do you have to buy the expansions? I, yeah, I was going to get into that. Um, oh, okay, cool. The um, but I'll, t- I'll answer your question. I will totally answer it. So the the base game is free to play. Okay. There are restrictions on free to play accounts. Okay. Sure. Right. Um, as they as they were, because it's the combat botting and stuff like that, and I'll yep. talk about that later. Um, the expansions, all three expansions are bundled right now together. Mm-hmm. So like one price gets you all three expansions. That does not get you the living story stuff. The living story stuff, all the pet chapters. I think I added up is okay first you have to buy their silly store currency to buy it okay the, the living story so whatever and there's whatever conversion it goes into that but it's a, i think it's about 50 bucks for all of them i absolutely think it's worth it oh yeah because mo- okay most of the story takes place in the in-between stuff mm-hmm. the expansions okay. gives us they give us new classes new sometimes new classes that was one time it gives us a new like thing to, like a new specialization for our, our old classes it gives us like new mechanics and it gives us like new like big new maps like huge maps um now the living story ones also add maps there's like um i don't know 15 to 20 new maps that were added for mm-hmm. between all the living worlds so it's i don't know there's a lot of content in there so but we'll get to that um so but what's different from launch so if, if you haven't played since launch so one of the big things um two of the big things is like the game quality of life for mobility so um you can glide now. So in Heart of Thorns, you introduced the gliding, so you can fall with style, which is kind of handy for getting around. I, I still glide, even though I have mounts. Right. And that's the other big time. thing. That's the other big thing, is mounts. So there's mounts. There's a raptor mount. My raptor mount looks like a um, stuffed animal. And there's a bunny mount that jumps really high. 
Oh. And there's a uh, mount that flies on over the water and goes under the water if you um, get the mastery for it. There's a mount that does pretty much what the raptor does, except it can kind of phase shift through sand portals and stuff like that. And then there is a... Is this a mount button? Nope, that's the jackal. And then there's uh, the special mounts. So there's... Uh, after so through Path of Fire, there's the the flying mount that was in, that's not the flying mount that was introduced in Path of Fire. It's a neat looking one. Yeah. So there's the the Griffin. The Griffin doesn't fly very well. Um. Like okay. So all mounts don't behave in Guild Wars two like they do in say WoW or like Sword War or any other game that has mounts. The mounts have like weight and stuff like that, so they really behave differently. Um, mm-hmm. So this Griffin, while it has wings, it can only that's it. That's how that's it flies, and it kind of glides. What it does is, if you are really high up, though, and I'm not, I'm not going to be able to demonstrate it because I'm terrible at it. If you're really high up, you can fly super. This is the fastest mountain in the game because it will get going, and you can soar through levels in seconds if you can get high enough up. Um, then there's a the fast mount, the uh, or the fast ground mount, which is a roller beetle. It, it's like Fast and the Furious uh, Tokyo Drift. Nice. So you, oh, so you can like see how you ride it. You, you kind of drift around the corner, um, and then finally the last mount and the coolest one. Now this is my everyday mount. Is the sky scale. Um, this was introduced at, in Living World season four, and this flies more like a traditional mount, except it's got a ceiling, so it can only go up so high. But you have to recharge the the blue meter. Gotcha. This blue meter down here, you got to recharge it, and then then you can fly up a little bit higher but um and it kind of as you're flying forward it loses it loses stamina so you either have to land or kind of fall with style <laughs> falling with style yep yeah so like the mounts are a huge well like that's like when i talk about later like how to get started like that's part of like what i recommend doing is like get these mounts um rolls uh guild wars 2 was a rollless game when this game came out there were no rolls Dungeons were a cluster because there was no, there were no tanks, there were no healers, there were it was ever you know just kind of like the biggest cluster ever. There are now roles. So um, between the elite spec specializations that were introduced in Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire, there are now healing roles and um, DPS roles and buffing roles. So classes that provide specific buffs that you would need to uh, be successful in raids. Um, and that's that's huge actually. Yeah, because it makes the game infinitely more playable now sometimes not not all bosses like will go to the role like behave to like tanks or whatever not all bosses behave to that um tank it like aggro is based off who has the most toughness which is a stat that you find on armor so that's kind of different so that's not you just have to stack toughness and then have good healers and then that person's a tank so basically anybody Mm -hmm. can tank i could tank right now on my necromancer Mm -hmm. if i wanted to yeah, the desire to say no roles are forced by the game. So um, the game doesn't have role like the roles are what we set up. Like we're going to set up like these people are going to heal. This person's going to, you know, wear the toughness gear and tank the boss. And then everybody else is going to hit it really hard. Right. Focus your heals on this person. <laughs> Basically. And well, we don't have. So that's the thing with healing. Healing right now is all area of effect heals. Um. In End of Dragons, one of the classes is getting a targeted heal, which yeah. is okay. kind of neat and maybe super OP. We'll see how that plays <laughs> out. Um, 
So there's a lot of stuff to do in Endgame. So previously, Guild Wars 2 just had dungeons in Endgame, and if you played a little bit farther um, into it, the fractals were introduced were like mini dungeons, basically, but the format was different. You had to do a bunch of them to get any credit in a row, so you had to do like five or six in a row to get any credit for doing the fractals to get loot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And loot's not like it is in other games. Like Usually it's currency. You get currency to do a thing. Um, but there's the dungeons, the, the original dungeons are still in the game and they're still hard and they're still, it's still viable to go in there. Sometimes some builds require some things out of the dungeons, like the, um, there's like things you like, kind of like there's gems in Guild Wars 2, but they're called runes and sigils. And those mm-hmm. are inside the dungeon. Some of them are inside the dungeons. Some of the best in slot ones come from the dungeons. So you have to do the dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, fractals are, they're slightly better dungeons. There, there's 25 fractals. Um, there's um in four tiers so um you can do one through 25 in easy mode and then you repeat the same ones a little bit harder then repeat the same ones a little bit harder and then the last ones are harder and then they have what's called challenge mode on top of that which is what the super high elite end of the you know tip of the spear people do um like super high level skill level stuff there with the challenge mode um but there's a hundred and they add a new one every about every two years they add a new one to the roster and they'll drop one off um, and now there's there's raids. There wasn't ratings previously, so raiding was introduced in Heart of Thorns, and um, more raids are added in Path of Fire. And the raids, I've done two raid bosses, and they're pretty fun. There were some issues with some like visual visual clutter, but Guild Wars 2 has issues with visual clutter. There's a mm. lot of visual clutter, especially if you get the Fashion Wars people that have a lot of like like I my character only has a couple infusions on, and you know <laughs> I've got visual clutter right right right. um so but there's a lot of visual clutter in guild wars 2 it's not exactly but once you learn what the what the things look like and how to like filter out in your brain what the things are the fights are super fun like the two fights i did they're amazing um hush wolf in our guild he's um and we'll talk about the there's a raid training community raid training group that guild wars like the community runs and he's involved with that and he's killed all the raid bosses through there and he's having an absolute blast raiding in guild wars 2 so um in addition to raiding we now have strike we have strike missions which are which was added in ice root sagos this is their new thing it's a single it's an instance with a single boss it's a 10-man instance so it's just like raids and these strike missions you just it's go in it's kind of like a quick thing to do it's like a quick raid like no trash just boss go no trash, just boss go. One of them does have a jun- nice. jumping puzzle in front of it, which is annoying, but <laughs> uh, there's always somebody who's really good at the jumping puzzle. They can get to the thing to ever- so everybody can skip the jumping puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but strike missions, they're, they're simple. They're easy. You just go in, you know, kill the boss. They're a little bit easier than raid encounters. They're geared to be a little more um, uh, newbie-friendly. And mm-hmm. the... Um, They're going to be what's going to happen. I think that's going to be the way forward in End of Dragons because they're adding new strikes in End of Dragons. So I think that's that's kind of where they're going. So Arena Net, what they they do with this Endgame stuff is they 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 come up with it, they leave it in the game, and then they move on to something new. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then Legendary Armor. One of the sources of Legendary Armor is through raids right now, and Legendary Armor. And we'll talk about that later, but it, it's it's it, there's some advantages to it, but it's mainly cosmetic. Um. And then uh, Dragon Response Missions, that was also something that was added in Iceberg Saga. They're little, short, like, I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. Um, it's like a, 
you go into a, a story instance basically and people join the story instance you kind of work toward a goal at the end and you get some currency at the end to buy ice brood saga stuff um it's kind of it's a neat thing it's it's different um and then you've got the the traditional stuff which guild wars 2 is known for the world versus world pvp um which is getting restructured and so like right now we are uh, aie is on dragon brand but in the future that's not going to matter like right now they're oh yeah that's the other thing it's one mega server now mm. so you play with everybody in the u.s region you play with on one server so if you're going to join the guild, make sure you're in the U.S. region. It doesn't matter what server you pick because you'll play with us, at least for PvE. And then when the new World versus World stuff comes in, we'll be able to select the same team so we can all play on the same team because it's nice. more team-based. Great, getting yeah. Server stuff, which should help because there's a lot of server hopping and stuff that goes on to keep like the like the high-tier servers um, uh, in the high-tier um, but World versus it's actually pretty fun because it's it's kind of it's a weird it's like Alterac Valley basically mm-hmm. where there's not a lot of PvP in it but there's a lot of like I don't know siege stuff mm-hmm. okay um, or like I guess the Imperial City that would be my other the, the other thing kind of like the Imperial City in ESO um, and then finally there's a structured PvP um, it's five versus five um, instance it's basically your battlegrounds and WoW. Um, there's uh, most of them are capture the point. Um, and I think when you do the, the actual rank season thing, you it's capture the point and structured PVP is the other avenue for legendary armor, which is kind of annoying for me because I get stressed out in structured PVP. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> um, and then, like I said, what I mentioned earlier, so uh, when the game first launched, the highest level of gear was like orange level exotic gear. So um, they added Ascended Gear in like toward the end of, or somewhere in the middle of between, I think it was in Living World Season 1 is when they added Ascended Gear. Um, and Ascended Gear is just like, it's like 5% better. Um, but what it does is it allows you to uh, slot in infusions, which is what makes your character sparkle. Or, <laughs> nice. or it, it either lets your character sparkle or it... Um, you can slot an agony infusion, so you can do the higher level fractals, and that's kind of like the the gate for higher level fractals is this agony. So if you have 150 agony resist, you can do all the fractals, but that's it, extremely expensive. Uses all the slots. You need special. You need to do a lot of things to do it to get it into 150. But you know, and as you do your fractals, they give you these infusions, and you can craft them up to make new ones. It's all. <laughs> It's a pretty, it's, Guild Wars has a lot of complicated layers into it. <laughs> um, ascended Gear can be, so the thing with, oh, and Ascended Gear is only needed for Fractals. So you don't need it for raiding. You don't need it for going out in the world. You don't need it for PvP. You don't need it for anything. Because the stat, the difference in stats doesn't make a difference. That's good. Like, but, yeah. And that's why there's no gear trouble. Like, if you can get crafted level 80 exotic gear or whatever, you can get it dropped with the right stats on it then you're good. Um, then there's... Um, and you can change it. So with the Ascended Gear, you can change the stats. So And so there's like different stat combinations on the gear. So like... Um, what's, there's the button I was looking for. So in my... Uh, so in here, like this gear right here is uh, what we call Berserker's gear, the stuff I have on right now. And the tooltip's not going to show because I'm holding my push to talk now. But oh. that's got that's got that gear has this gear has um, 
Berserker set, so it's geared toward like hitting stuff really hard. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I switch over to this gear, now this gear this more geared toward damage over time. So I can I can switch my stats. I mean th- that's also new too, being able to have different gear sets. But right, that's more. Yeah, for, I don't remember like, that being a thing. Yeah, that's more for if you're doing a lot of end game stuff. If you're doing like, you know, if you need like here, I need a gear set to hit things hard. I need a gear set to heal. I need a gear set to tank. Mm-hmm. I need so a gear it's... set to just survive because sometimes the game is hard. Right. Um, and then there's legendary gear. So there's always been legendary weapons in the game. There's um. There was a bunch of legendary weapons in the game. It was total, like, I, I, I probably spent a gazillion gold trying to make um, the rain. The, there's a bow that, a short bow that shoots uh, unicorns out. <laughs> oh, nice. So, so I, probably, I probably spent, I probably, I, I, just gobs and gobs of gold feeding stuff into what we call the mystic toilet, which is the. <gasps> um, oh, my. Uh, because you, you just flush your money down the drain. Right. Um, okay. So, but the Mystic Forge. Um, so, I spent a ton of money on the Mystic, not a money, but like in-game resources and stuff, trying to make these bows to turn them into the precursor weapon that would be eventually turned into the um, legendary short bow. And I failed it. The system was terrible. So, mm-hmm. and they recognized the system was terrible. So, they made a new way of getting legendary um, weapons, and that was through collections. So. Mm-hmm. So now all the legendary weapons have collections, except for the newest ones, because then they recognize later on that, like the sword that I have on my back, the great sword on my back, that's all uh, crazy looking, um, doesn't have a collection with it, because they realize that the collections are awful. So, but they're better than the Mystic Forge version. So all the old ones and all these ones here, they all have like a kind of a progression. And this is kind of where like Guild Wars 2, hidden, their hidden quest system, Mm-hmm. is actually buried in the achievement menu. So it's kind of a weird way to do it. But like most games would just give you an NPC with an exclamation mark over their head. And there's your quest. And you just do the quest and you get the reward. But this one, everything's basically buried in the achievements panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, legendary gear lets you... You can stat swap your gear. So like I can change the stats on my le- on my swords just without doing anything. I can just click, double-click on it, change the stats, and I'll go to a different stat. Nice. Um, without, you know, I don't have to pay any money for it. I can also, I can also transmog, I can transmog it to anything I want for free. That, and that's, I, I like that. Um, the game gives you enough stuff. If you log in every day for a year, you will have enough junk, maybe <laughs> uh, minus the gold, to make a legendary weapon once per year. Just from login rewards. You can log in, if you log in every day for a year, you'll get, and it, unlike ESO's login rewards, if you miss a day, um, it's going to be there. So I can miss, I could not log in for a week and I'll still be, have to keep retaining the same progress I have toward the, the last bit, which is kind oh, of nice. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely nicer. Yeah. So just wants to try to entice you to come in like at least once a month or so. And that's why they reset yeah. it. But, but yeah, I yeah. definitely like that the other way better. I, I prefer it the other way. Cause I, I barely like this month, I barely got the hundred thousand gold for ESL. And I was like, that was the, that was the thing. I'm like, I just started playing hundred thousand gold, a lot of money. So right, yeah. When you said gold's a uh, you know commodity. Uh, well, that's in that's ESO in this game. Oh yeah, gold, sorry. In this game, a hundred thousand gold, yeah. I'd be able to buy. I was everything. Like, yeah, that doesn't sound like it's a lot. Yeah, or no, no. Like game, it, it, it doesn't sound like it would happen because game. I have five hundred and twenty-four gold. That's a lot of gold. Mm. That makes sense. That is a lot of gold, and I, I couldn't buy a legendary weapon. Costs about I think two thousand gold. 
Boom. Wow. Like, like the generation one ones, you can still buy in the auction house. They're about a two thousand gold. So wow. And that's not the most expensive thing you buy. The infuse there's infusions you can buy that are super rare, ultra super rare drops. Um, one that like pops confetti off you and looks totally crazy. Ah, They're like fabulous. twenty or twenty or thirty thousand gold. That's for the ultra rich. A lot. That's a lot of farming. Yeah. And Desara said the ascended gear can be a stat change for not an awful cost. It's not an awful cost. It's just annoying. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, new from Heart of Thorns, um, as legendary gear is not just weapons. So like I mentioned before, you can get armor through raids and through structured PvP. You can get um, there's two accessories you can get from um, doing collections with from season three and season four. Um, there's an amulet that they pretty much gave everybody away for free because all you had to do was log in and do a couple things for the um, seasons of Dragons meta event that I've been feeding to Tetsemi for all of these um, yep. super long. Yep, all that. So it's basically a free thing, and that's still going on. That didn't go away. So like, if you come on today, you can work on the living world story stuff and the seasons of dragons uh, meta event and get the legendary amulet and the precursor weapon for the end of dragons precursor and a 32 slot leg, which is pretty sweet because they're expensive. Yeah. Um, and what else I have here? Uh, rings can get through, be through rating or world versus world. And the back is from fractals world versus world or S or structured PVP. The actually has the back. He actually did the grind for it. Mm -hmm. um, that's amazing because it is actually crazy um the, wow. the grind for that is crazy um there is no there's a underwater thing underwater helmet there is no legendary item for that so unfortunate so you did have to wanted to be like have the best i guess purple gear on everything you'd still have that mm -hmm. one bit for the rebreather but that's fine and then the best part about legendary weapons and this is probably the the thing that makes it the best there's they introduced a system called the legendary armory and so like my ascended gear I can give and I can trade to all my characters. I can I can put it in the bank and my characters can pull it out. Mm -hmm. My legendary gear I just have to click on it in my inventory and it, I can make copies for all my characters. Nice. Oh, nice. So, mm. so I only need one great sword and I can give it to all my characters that can use a great sword can have that great mm -hmm. sword or the uh, the trinkets from I only need one. So, and that that's probably the best thing with it. It, it, it just it. Honestly, before they introduced the armory, there was literally no reason I to get like armor. Yeah, yeah. Because the grind to do the armor, like, okay, so I'm gonna get the armor, I'm gonna get one copy of the armor, and but now I can get three sets of armor and I'll cover all three weights of you know, all three weights of armor, and I'll have armor for all, all my characters forever if I wanted to be, you know, to do that. Right, nice. That's a lot of rating or a lot of structure. It is, PvP, yeah. But it's it's in the end it might be worth it. Yeah. All right. So, what else is new? Uh, there was a new class. The Revenant was introduced in Heart of Thorns. It's kind of like um, it channels all the he heroes and villains from Guild Wars Two to get power. Wears heavy armor. Um, Ritlock, which is one of the main characters, is a Revenant, and he's generally pretty cool. So, um, it might be a good class to play. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, um, and then each class gets elite specialization. Then this is kind of where we get the. Um, the um the the roles kind of come from or it kind of differentiates the classes a little bit so um each they're one from each expansion we'll get a new one in the new expansion so then each one will have three um elite specializations but right now um the elite specializations are unlocked through hero points so if you do central Tyria, which is the original game those hero points are that's one 
that's one hero point. You need a 250 to unlock one, or you can do the expansion ones, which are a little bit harder, and you can get 10 for each hero point. So, um, now, not on this character, but if you do all the hero points in the game, there's you'll have about 396 left over, which will be enough to unlock the um, thing. Now, the thing is, um, since uh, it is harder to do the expansion um, hero points, the community runs hero point trains. So you can go in looking for group, and th there's a couple guys that run, you know, these hero point trains. You can just get in this group, and you'll you'll follow them around, and they'll help you unlock the waypoints. You know, basically, and usually they just need you to have gliding and the raptor. If you have gliding and the raptor, you can do the hero point train, and you go do the hero point train, and you might you'll miss one out of heart of thorns because you need a mastery point for poison um, resistance, which you don't have, and then you just go. You know, it's pretty good. Um, it's that's one of the reasons why this community is so off, awesome. They really willing to. It's really a helpful community. If somebody dies, you know, I'm going to stop. If I see somebody's dead on the ground, I'll stop and I'll resurrect him. Right. If awesome. I die, somebody will resurrect me. If I if I'm AFK and dead, somebody will continue to resurrect me over and over and over again until I come back. <laughs> like they'll just they'll just be like well, somebody will res me, walk away, I'll die again, and then you know you just come back and then your gear's all red. But repairing doesn't cost anything; it's just an ingredient. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, and I mentioned like several classes get the ability to heal. So right now the current meta for healers is rangers, guardians, and necromancers. Um, they all have really powerful heals. It might change. It's going to change and end the dragons because there's new healer being introduced but and then now i'm going to talk about the secondary progression system so down here in the bottom corner of my thing it says uh, 351 so that's my mastery level so in heart of thorns they introduced the mastery system that's where gliding was unlocked um and a bunch of other stuff um in path of fire which has probably the most useful masteries in the game they're all masteries related to the mounts and you kind of use the mounts all over but mm -hmm. Um, mastery points are either unlocked by doing things inside achievements or um, out in the world. They'll be floating out in the world. So you'll see like a ball out in the world and you can go click on it, you'll commune with it, and you'll get the mastery point. And then to, you'll fill up this XP bar. So right now, well, this is not here, but if I was in the area where I had mastery unlocked, where I, where I didn't have these last, just 366 right now, so I'm missing a few from the Ice Root Saga, which are really hard to get. Um, they would be um i just have to fill up the xp bar based off how much xp is needed so like right here so so for like this right here i i've already filled up the xp bar so i just need the points the points are actually really hard to get in this last bit of the game but right. once i fill up this xp bar i can click on it and i'll unlock the mastery and it'll give me whatever that does and sometimes it's super helpful and sometimes it's just a means to an end to get to something so <laughs> I'm filling up this bar to get to another bar. Basically, um, like, but like all the Path of Fire ones are super helpful because they make your mounts awesome. And then the Season Four ones are all really good because they add more stuff to make your mounts awesome. Mm -hmm. And having the mounts be awesome is pretty good. Um, and then like some of it's required for the story. I, I just saw that in my notes. So sometimes sometimes you have to right, unlock right. a bit. Of, you have to unlock a mastery to do a thing in the story, like the poison mastery thing. I think you have to do that to progress in the heart of thorn story otherwise you'll die when you go into that area as you do right away right right <laughs> yeah it's fun like i i have so i have like 11 characters and i go on a lot of hero point trains it's fun watching people like okay don't go in this area don't go in here don't do it don't go in here you're gonna die and the amount of people that go in there and die anyway right is hilarious it's like what did you expect <laughs> 
Yeah. Did right. you think you did you think you were what, gonna last long enough to get to the thing that's like I don't know five hundred meters away from where you entered it? No, instant death. It's funny. I love it. Um. So, and the base game is free to play. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Um. So there's the restrictions are so you don't get daily login rewards on a free to play character, which is kind of a bummer. But again, okay. One of the rewards is these things called Mystic Coins, which are used to make legendary weapons. And um, they're worth about two gold, two and a half gold a piece right now. So that's an extremely viable way to make money is to farm, you know, sell these Mystic Coins. Unless you don't want... You could, they're used for making legendary weapons. So if you need, need them for that, then you'd save them. But either way, you're, it's a, it's a, there's chat and mail restrictions. I don't know specific, specifically what they are. Um, you get fewer characters in bag slots, so... That sucks, especially this game. There's a lot of inventory, a lot of stuff to tr- trash up your inventory in this game. So, um, and then limited, limited trading post access. So you can't, you know, again, it's all bot mitigation stuff. Right. Um, and then there's a, this is all Dizarra stuff because I don't have any free to play accounts. I have six accounts and they're all, I just got them all on sale. So, right. Um, my notes for this section actually said, I don't have one. You probably have to look on the wiki. <laughs> And Zizara wrote all this, so I'm just going to try to power through it. So everything is uh, stage unlocked. So level 10 to get into the non to a non-starter map, 15 to get into the Lion's Arts, level 60 for World versus World. Um, unranked structured PvP unlocks at level two, and then you scale to the player level. Like ever, like once you're in structured, you can be level two in structured PvP, and you'll compete on a level 80 level. There's no gear in it. There's no. It's basically a level playing field. It's the most fair PvP system I've ever seen. That's um, full of jerks. So, <laughs> um, that uh, that's why. Like, I can't believe Zajara got the backpack out of the legendary backpack because I like I hey. did. It, I did. I did like twenty matches last season, and I was huh? like done. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I can't. I can't handle these people. Um, and then there's no mounts unless it's a mount rental from a festival race. So you can, if you don't have mounts and there's like a, an event going on, you can rent a mount to do like the races inside a thing. So right now there's the Lunar New Year Festival, which is not one that I participate in because it's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, there's races in it. And so you can just rent a mount and you can go do those races inside of there, inside of the area where the festival is and you don't have to have the mount. Um. But okay, now this is why I'm here. <laughs> the right, expansion. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, the expansion's coming. End of Dragons. So it's going to drop. Um, we'll find out actually on the first. We'll find out on the first when it's going to launch. The guess is going to be the last Friday of the month. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the 25th. I think it's going to come out the same day like Elden Ring comes out. Gotcha. So. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be amazing. So everything they've showed so far is amazing. All the beta weekends for the um, classes and the new mount they showed, everything's been pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried not to get like super hyped for games in Cyberpunk, but like I'm like my hype level is super high for this. So. <laughs> right, right. Um, so we're so the the new areas being added is Cantha. I four or five new maps are getting added. Um, Cantha is like I said, it's kind of like an East Asian fusion, and it was in Guild Wars One. Um, so far, they haven't done it much that's been outside of what's been in Guild Wars 1, so it'll be interesting to see what they do after this. Um, each class is going to get a n- new elite specialization. Um, I've played them all, and I like them all except for the warrior one, but I don't like warriors anyway, so it's really hard to 
like something I don't like, but all the other ones like I kind of like, wow, these are kind of cool. Like this is neat. This is a really neat mechanic. Um I'm actually having I'm having a like a conundrum in my head, like which character am I gonna play right away? Do I play Mad Mesmer because the virtuoso is like way cool? Or do mm -hmm. I just keep playing this necromancer because it's easier, but then the, the elite specialization doesn't grab onto me as much, but yeah, I could love it. Like it could be a thing I love. So it's like I'm just having a problem myself, like what do I play? Um, they're going to add a two-person turtle mount. Those will be the Guild Wars 2 first. I mean, we, there's only six or seven mounts, but it's going to be the first mount that has two people on it. Um, it's kind of crazy. Um, it's, it's not slow, it's, but it, it gains speed as it goes. It turns like a truck, like just really <laughs> like a semi-truck. Like semi right. um, it has jets on it, so it can like jump <laughs> up in the air super high. Um, and it's got two gigantic guns on it. Awesome. So the um, so it's this is so the it second reminds rider, me of a Pokemon, <laughs> Blastoid right. or Blastoise, right? Blastoise. Exactly, yes. right. And so the the second rider mm -hmm. is the gunner. Oh, nice! I love it. Uh, that's awesome. So that it's that's a, I didn't get a chance to test that part because nobody was around when I was like right, when I right. wanted to be on a beta character. And so one of the so Guild Wars Two does betas weird. They do them in the world you're playing. So, so there's um, no test realm. It's just you're in, no, the, it's in, in the world. world. So yeah, that see, is your test realm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you'll see, you'll see, you'll see the um, people out there. You'll see people out there with the little beta tag next to their name, and you'll you'll see them in the world. And the the problem is, is that, and it's kind of like this the discouraging thing that really tests them out for a really long period of time doing things. If you get an awesome drop. You do not get to keep it. Right. Because it was and, beta. <laughs> and awesome and awesome drop. So I um so I'm in multiple guilds because you can be this is like ESO, you can be in five guilds, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So in my other guild, the um one of my buddies, uh, we're we're just testing out all the characters. We're in fractals. So we're testing them out, we're having a good time. He had a precursor drop. Precursor oh. drops. So a precursor for a legendary weapon, super rare, super oh. expensive. Super rare. I've been playing. I played this game a lot. I've never seen a precursor drop. Right. I, I this is the only time I think I've seen a precursor drop <laughs> in a group that I've been in. Aww. He got a precursor drop, and he like he asked Arena, and Arena like, it's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't get to keep that. Otherwise, because so, everyone would oh, be so farming. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they so they so they so they create and because the new classes were a little overpowered too. Like when it came out, they were like, hey, look at these things. They're great. They're overtuned. Yep. So, but that's fine. But like so, that's kind of like the discouraging from testing. Like really getting in there and testing him hard because like, what if something nice drops? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, what if I'm playing this and the only time that it, like I see a precursor drop or something great, the, the, the one thing, right? And then here it is, and I don't get to keep it. Yeah. Oh, so, that's heartbreaking. So I just played it for yeah. not long enough to get a feel for like the classes and like you know, I even gave Warrior a fair shot. I played Warrior for maybe like an hour or two oh, wow. before I you know vomited in my mouth and said no more Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Hey now. So um, now this is this is a cool thing we're getting. We're getting fishing. So fishing oh. is going to be a thing, and fishing is going to have collections. <laughs> so we're going to have there you go. <laughs> so we're going to have fishing and collections, and your fishing is going to be all over. So wherever there's water, you can fish, not just a new area. And we're getting a skiff mount. That's a it's going to be a small boat. That you can have your friends ride on, and so you can have fishing parties. Nice. 
Um, I guess there's four new zones. So I did, I did, I did the research beforehand, and I don't remember. I didn't remember. We're getting four new zones. There's going to be new mastery trees. There's going to be a mastery tree for fishing, a mastery tree for the turtle mount, a mastery tree for I forget the other ones. Are. I didn't write them down. But there's going to be new mastery trees for things, just as there are with expansions. Um, new legendary weapons. All the legendary weapons are going to be um, uh, dragon themed, so they're going to be dragon themed weapons. You're going to be able to some way you're going to be able to switch between which dragon that they represent. Mm -hmm. um, but they started out as your pet dragon themed, and then they um, you get you can change them to any of the other the fire dragon, the death dragon, whatever you can have whatever styling you like. They look kind of cool. The thing that I don't, I mean, I'm I'm okay. I'm going to get one. I'm going to make one. But like mm -hmm. in the past, they've all like all the legendary weapons have looked differently, and now they kind of all look the same. But maybe it also means we're going to get more legendary items like in the future. Like maybe they're going gotcha. to like now that we have this system that we can like kind of hey we got the system and you can do it and kind of change stuff around. Maybe it's there's a lot of speculation still, so we'll see how that goes. Right. Uh, we're going to get new strike missions, like I mentioned before. The strike missions are the short ten man content, and we're going to get a new guild hall. And um, oh wow, we're going to move there. That's that's uh, my goal right there. Is we're going to move the guild hall from where it is in the um, Heart of Thorns area in the uh, Dusky Plateaus. Um, I forget the name. So name is Dejar is going to put it in the chat in a second. Right. And I and I'm going to move to Cantha because I think it looks uh, from what it looks amazing, and I got a soft spot in my heart for that. Um, you know, East Asian theme. I love mm -hmm. it. So and that's cool. basically the expansion. I like. Mostly, most of it's speculation. As of right now, there's been a lot of live streams. There's going to be a lot of live streams from ArenaNet leading up to the launch, so we're going to learn a lot more about the game, you know, as we go. Awesome. So, and then this last bit's kind of like my my guide, my guide to like if you just started. So, if you have not played Guild Wars Two before and you want to play Guild Wars Two, um, if you want to play with us in World versus World, which um, we'd be happy to do. I'm not on Dragon Brand though, so this is not Dejaris on Dragon Brand. So. Um, it doesn't matter if you get on Dragon Brand. As the only thing that matters to play with us in AIE is that you select USA or Americas or whatever it is. That's where we are. Okay. Hmm. There's Europe, Americas, and I think Oceanic. So if you if you get that choice wrong, you're not going to play with us. Right. Um, and then so none of that really matters. Okay, so if you fresh start, um, I would say pick up the expansion pack because it's going to give you access to the mounts and the gliding and all that. That's like easy. I think it's like forty bucks for all three. Um, and then I also recommend grabbing the living world stuff because the living world stuff, like most of the story, happens in there. Like you don't have to; like it's optional. But like, but it's content and it's story. It's so content why and it's you? and it's <laughs> good content. It's really good content. Guild Wars Two has. I feel like the second best story in any game. Uh, just the second best story compared to um, the rest of the Final majors. Fantasy. Yeah. Final Fantasy has the best story. I feel like Final Fantasy does story the best, and then Guild Wars 2 does its second best. So, and then uh, so the first my first step: be level eighty. So how do you get to level <laughs> eighty? So when you buy the expansions, you get a, a boost. That's how I would do it, because I just the leveling, the leveling grind. It's a, it's a grind, and I there's a lot of grind in this game. If I could avoid it, but if you want to do it the slow way, we'll be there to support you. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you do boost, the boosted gear is actually really good. It used to be garbage, but now it's really good. It's um, it's got basically all the stats on it. 
which makes it really good for everything. It's not like the best, but it's really good for everything. It basically lets you do anything with it. Start Heart of Thorns right away. So as soon as you can, start Heart of Thorns. Um, unlock Lighting. That's the only thing you need to do in Heart of Thorns is unlock Lighting. Go in there, get the first thing of Lighting. It will make your life so much easier, okay? And then start Path of Fire. The first thing you're going to do when you start Path of Fire, you're going to get the Raptor. Congratulations. You started it. You do the first mission. You're going to walk out of there with a Raptor. It's great. Um, get the Mastery for Canyon Jumping. Go to the zone to the north, which is... Um, I forget the zone. I have the game open, and I have no clue. <laughs> but it's north. We got it. Yeah, you go to the zone north of the Crystal Desert, and or Crystal Oasis, and that zone has a bunny in it. Unlock the bunny. Go to the zone in south. Get the skimmer. Congratulations. You have three mounts, and you can glide. Okay? <laughs> now, um, the next part, catch a hero point train. You don't really need one for Path of Fire. You can actually, if you're if you're good enough with the combat, none of the combat in the Path of Fire one is particularly difficult. But catch a, a, a Heart of Thorns one because it is hard. Like there, you need a group to do all the Heart of Thorns. But catch a Hero Point train, you will be able to unlock one of your elite specializations. The goal is to be able to unlock both of them, so you need to do both Path of Fire's Hero Points and Heart of Thorns Hero Points, and then you can unlock your sec spec. And then do the last episode of... Now, this is contrary to story stuff. Do the last episode of Season 4. Because that's going to unlock the ability to get the Sky Scale. And then, once you can unlock the Sky Scale, it's time-gated, so... It's I, it's time-gated, so it makes sense to unlock it and try to get it right away. Time-gated as in you can only progress so far, or you only have a certain amount of time yeah. to complete it? No, it's time as you can... like So you do a step, and you have to wait, like, a day. You okay. do a step, you have to wait, like, a week. Got it. So... While the NPC is figuring stuff out, gotcha. so get work on your start working on your sky scale grain. It's not critical to have your sky scale, but gosh, it makes life so much easier. Then you can do whatever you want. After this, you can do whatever you want. You can go um, if you want to unlock the third elite specialization right away. You're going to have to go do Central Tyria Master um, uh, points. You will have if you don't do uh, Central Tyria, and you unlock both your elite specializations, you will be. It looks like you'll have somewhere between just around 215, maybe. Um, I don't think I've done many Central Tyria zones on this character. So you're going to be about in this age. You might be like 180 to 215 left over mm -hmm. after you buy both of your. So you're going to need to do some Central Tyria ones, which is fine. It's fine. I would also unlock the waypoints. I would go to zone to zone and at a bare minimum unlock the waypoints. If you do complete 100% of Central Tyria, you get a gold star next to your name, and everybody can see that you're a superstar. Nice! <laughs> and again, yeah, if you did it the slow way, you're probably going to have enough hero points to unlock all the elite specializations after you do both hero point trains. Because you mm -hmm. have done progress through all of Central Tyria while you do the hero's journey, the personal story, right? If you boosted, you're definitely going to have to go back, though. Um, if it's not a fresh start, if you already have a level 80, get your sky scale. So go back to level um, season 4. Um, uh. Either do the, either do all of season 4 or just play the last episode and start the sky scale ring. Get your sky scale because it's worth it. If you don't have any of the other mounts, go back and get the other mounts too because you'll, you'll at a minimum, you want a raptor, a bunny, a skimmer, the ability to glide, and maybe a sky scale mm -hmm. because that's going to make getting around a lot easier. Um, get hero point trains done on your main, like I said. 
Um, if you want to get into raiding, the, like the community runs a raid trading discord where they train people. I'm in it and it's a little intimidating because it's very intense. Right. Like I'm sure. The, how they, how they organize the groups and stuff. It's very organized and very intense and it's a little intimidating, but, um, you can either ask myself cause I have the invite link for it or hush wolf, um, for the invite for it. And we'll get you in there and, um, you can get started on raiding. Um, raid training is really the only way to go in this game for doing the raids, Right now, like right now, we don't have enough people to do a static group for raiding, and the encounters can be incredibly complex. I wish other games kind of did this, but they really don't. We kind of just form raid teams mm -hmm. and like throw ourselves at the wall. Guild Wars Two is highly efficient about it. They basically train people how to do it, and then they're good nice. to go. Cool. And if you want to work on a legendary item, that now's a great time to do it. Um, you can, and I have done in the past. A month is enough time to get a legendary weapon built, right? Provided you have. You either dump if either you have a lot of money or you dump go money into it. The game does do uh, money to gold trends. You can do real world money into oh, okay. whatever. So you, there's no. Hopefully, I think it cuts down on the RMP. I don't know. Um, and then dailies. If you do, um, if you do your dailies, do your dailies every day. There's uh, up here in the corner. You can see I have daily quests. If you do three of them, you get two gold and some spirit shards, which is pretty good. Uh, two gold is a lot of money. Right. Okay. Uh, two gold will pay for teleports, you know, to drive teleport around the map for a couple weeks. So cool. And then finally, uh, what's AIE doing? So we're, we we want to bolster our active numbers. We want people to play the game. Um, it like I said, a month before the expansion, this is a good time to get in and get stuff ready to go. So you're ready to go for the expansion. Um, I want to move our guild hall to Kanza, which is going to require a small group to go in there and do it. Um, Mon mandatory fun night is on Monday at whatever time you guys are going to say below, because I believe it's in the notes. Uh, uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. There you go. And Dejara, that'll be the one time you see Dejara in Discord. He'll be in the Discord channel, usually talking what? to Smoke. So All right. you'll see him in there. That's when uh, our mandatory fun night is. Okay. Um, occasionally, Maylong will run a dungeon night, and that will be in Discord. He'll say when that is. Um, but one of the reasons I'd like people to come, because what I want to start doing is going to dedicated group for fractals raids and strikes right. i would like to see aie doing these things because i think if we have enough interest we can get in there we can do it and the content's not super it's not it's hard but it's not super hard so mm -hmm. but i would like to see it and then get people progress and enjoying the game because this is a really good game it's this is my favorite game this this game like i really got into wildstar because i liked guild wars 2 but i didn't like how guild wars 2 didn't have like tanks and healers and stuff like uh -huh. that and that's what like drew me into Wildstar, and of course, wow, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? There we are. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, that's all I got for awesome. Too. And obviously, once you get a, if you get a, a date and time for your fractals, uh, and your, you know, your your regular group going, also let us know, and we can make sure that gets included. Yep. Absolutely. Of course. And if you guys missed it, did you? I put a whole bunch of stuff in the chat. He that, did, um, yeah. Yep. So I, I have I have uh, an altar like a thirty like a forty nine inch altar wide, and I have the show notes on this side on my monitor on this side, and Discord on this side. So <laughs> I, I can't yeah. see both of them at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a lot of info. Thank you so much. It's almost as if we've been catching up on you know seven five, years, years, seven years of of information. Yeah. Yep. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I played with it like a, like four months ago, kind of poked it a little bit and felt very lost because it was right. just, there's just so much new stuff in there now. 
So yeah, I kind of feel like I, I'm, I'm probably have to consider myself a fresh start, even though I have a level 80. Yeah. That, I, and sometimes, you know, I do it too. Like, I mean, oh, that's, I forgot to mention it. The story is character bound. All the other progression you do mm-hmm. is, is account bound. Okay. So, oh, so like, so like my 351 mastery points carries over all the mastery okay. carry over my mounts carry over my, um, currencies carry over your unlocks. Um, my unlock, yeah, every not not necessarily. So the maps, oh yeah, the map is also character bound. Okay. So I don't have a hundred percent map completion on this character, so you can't see the whole map when I open up the mm-hmm. map, right? Gotcha. But like, so all that is so like, if I'm more, like so during season of dragons, I switch mains. I switch from my mesmer to the necromancer because mm-hmm. um, I just wanted an easier time. Necromancers are slightly easier to play um, than mesmers are. So I switched classes in the middle of that grind, and I got to I didn't have to go back and do anything. Like I was able to pick right. up the story where I left off because you can just go into the menu and pick what chapter you want to start on. And then, yeah, I just did it. Nice. It pretty. It was a pretty seamless transition just to switch characters. Um, the only thing that for me that sucks is I've got, like, I want like my bags over, like if right. I switch characters, yeah. I want my bags over there because the bags are super expensive and I like having all the bag space and I got to move all the armor over and then, you know. Yep. Oh yeah, Dejar is also saying the um so if you buy the um the the hundred dollar version of the game, um, it comes with four thousand gems and that's basically half price. Okay. So like so you get all three expansions and four thousand gems for half price and some cosmetic junk like a raptor skin and a cape and some other junk. Cool. And a skiff skin. But the the four thousand gems is half price, so you could actually use that to buy the living world season stuff. And all that stuff, all the stuff on a gem store goes on sale too, like character slots and all that junk. You know, right. they're a business, so they do like businesses. Yeah, too. of course. Yep. All right. Anything else? Any other little nuggets of wisdom to share I with everyone? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just because I just looked over at all the stuff to share was. <laughs> and we can always put Dejara's extra stuff also into the show notes. So if people yes. get into the show notes, they'll they they can see that there. So yeah, we'll go ahead and add that. Highly recommend. The show notes. Highly recommended. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome of the news awesome all right yep that was lots and lots of information and we still have all the news to go through yeah, so we, we, we can go this quickly though that was great yes, thank you so much yes yes lots of useful valuable information very much so but now it's time for this week's news aie news all right and we'll skip over to streaming and guild podcast news where in SWOTOR Escape Podcast 412, Getting Gear in 7.0, Bryant Wood, Bioware Systems Engineer, posted some extensive notes on gearing in 7.0, including some new news. Uh, we, they break it down uh, and talk through their plans for gearing up. And then over with those working class nerds, episode 138, Guardian Downcast. Marcus and Nick are joined by Hazel and Gatter of the Guardian Down podcast. Hazel and Gatter are the hosts of the Guardian Down podcast, which focuses on Destiny 2. The three of them are, uh, chat about podcasting, Star Wars, and of course, Destiny 2's upcoming expansion, The Witch Queen. You can find out more about Hazel and Gatter at, uh, Guardian De- Gown, at guardiandowncast.libsyn.com. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and, and some Spotify stuff. Uh, and that's it. 
Yep. For my section. And Boards and Swords number 188, Essen is bought, Tony Hawk the board game, featuring Benita Carr. Now that the holidays are over and things are back to normal, not entirely, as we have special guest Benita Carr, uh, who is on Twitter at Benita underscore K, on to tell us what she has been up to recently. And Fleet Action Report for STO, episode 81, It's Very Cold in Space, part one. I don't know why you'd need part two when... It's very cold in space. It's accurate. <laughs> Just, yeah. it, it is. It is. But maybe, maybe there's some, you know. I know. On this episode of the Fleet Action Report, a Star Trek online informational live stream, Nicodus and Greebog are called to defend the Defari from a group of aggressive aliens. Who are those that would attack the delicate balance of the Defari, and can we stop them? Excellent. All right. And in WoW news, um, Wit or... Um, was it Where's the Tank? Yep. Yeah, where's the Tank? Where's the Tank, yes. Um, All Monk Fun Run was postponed, as many of the participants are still gearing up. I look forward to seeing what a full raid of Touch of Death will do to bosses. <laughs> there are plans for an All Palad- Paladin Run and a repeat of the All Druid Run coming in weeks. Anyone interested? Contact Gusty Tail. Gusty also has a fun new guild challenge. This Wednesday on 2022. I didn't even get that pun. That's adorable. <laughs> and clearly, the best way to observe this is to wear a tutu. Or your best approximation. In game or at home, embrace the silliness and twirl like nobody is watching. Then post it in pics or it didn't happen. Um, and as she called me out, um, she'll be disappointed if I don't already have something suitable at the ready. I have a black tutu, a dark red tutu, a bright blue one, and a yellow one. I just need to decide which one to wear and what one will fit Tet. Anyway, and <laughs> in WoW Classic, um, Mount Hygel and Black Temple have opened their doors to unwary adventures, piling up corpses sky high to their doorsteps. Mwah! Again, I'm, you know, I'm just, now that's what I'm doing. Um, ah, the adventure and the attraction of new loot. New to them, at least. Yep. Yes. Over at Final Fantasy XIV, guess what? Map nights are continuing. Uh, they are entering the exciting Excitatron 6000 every Saturday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Check the pins in the Final Fantasy XIV channel for more info. We kind of talked about this last time, but yeah, super fun map um, area. Lots of uh, crazy stuff going on there. Very exciting. You can even get an exciting title. And uh, our lovely community member, Zoot, is also running Mount Farms on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. The level requirement depends on what is being run, but it generally adapts to whoever wants to come. So don't be intimidated if you've never done uh, anything like the Extreme Trials before. They're not as hard as the name Extreme might imply. And in SOTOR news, we are getting ready to feel the hype for 7.0. It is just two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks away. There are all kinds of ideas floating about how to prepare and what things to do first. If you'd like to join in on the discussion, be sure to join us in Discord in the SOTOR channel. Last week, the guild made a run at winning a planet in Total Galactic War. We fought the good fight, had a lot of fun, and put up more points than we ever have before. Early on in the week, it became clear that really only one other guild was even a challenge for us. We went neck and neck with them for most of the week, but on the weekend, they really poured on the steam and brought took a commanding lead. Afterwards, their guild leader congratulated us on a battle well fought and shared with us that they had more fun than they had in SOTOR in a long time. It was a good week. Awesome. And an ESO, they spent the last couple of weeks killing world bosses in Clockwork City in Somerset for the Dryadic War 
celebration so they could earn event tickets for the new pet and other awards. Uh, trials are on the agenda on nights that they have 12 people online for MFN. Uh, they'll be doing the usual zone clears, public dungeon clears, and group delve, de- delve runs. At the Global Reveal live stream, they announced the legacy of the Breton Yerong saga and that the new chapter, aka expansion, is called High, D- High Isle. The, uh, the first DLC for 2022 is called the Ascend- Ascending the Tide and will come out on March 14th. Oh, just in time for Kenny's birthday. Yep. For PCs, that's perfect. And March 29th for consoles and kicks off the year-long adventure with the two new dungeons. Uh, the High Isle chapter will be released on June 6th for PC and the 21st for consoles. There are two additional planned DLCs, one dungeon pack and one story zone that will come out later in the year. The new chapter will explore the island, islands of High Isle and Amenos that involve the main storyline that ties in the legacy of Breton's year-long cycle. It'll bring, it brings new, new in-game collectible cards called Tales of Tribute, a new 12-player trial, two new companions, as well as new world events, delves, public dungeons, world bosses, and standalone quests. There are also several updates and quality-of-life improvements. Uh, pre-purchases on the sale. Pre-purchases are on sale now, and will grant immediate access to new mounts and pets. The pet is only available if you pre-purchase before April fourth. In addition, if you purchase, you will get the new rewards at launch, such as new costumes, pet treasure, treasure maps, experience scrolls, and a crate. Over in Star Trek Online. The fleet is about to take a massive step forward and go where the fleet has never gone before, with fleet holdings at least. Um, By the time of the podcast, um, we'll have started working on unlocking the Military Tier 5 upgrade. This is a big project and every little bit will help us get this done. The reason why this is so big is it is the final upgrade for the Military Tier of the Starbase. It also means we will have access to all the fleet ships minus one that comes from the colony. And most importantly, once complete, it will allow us to start working on the Starbase Tier 5 upgrade. Uh, Greybog wants to send a huge thank you to all the fleet for their hard work in getting us here and their continued hard work on these projects. Uh, Greybog has uh, been asked, what will this mean once we are done with all these? How can I still get th- fleet credits? There will still be plenty of ways we can get fleet credits from provisioning projects to temporary boosts projects. And also as a reminder, fleet fun nights are every Thursday at 11 p.m., probably Eastern, Mm -hmm. Uh, we do things from um, helping people level to running TFOs and event tasks. Yep. Seems pretty quick for our news for usual, but, (laughs) uh, you know. Ten minutes, I'm done. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So that will be our show for tonight. And while the chat room begins or already has begun suggesting show titles, we want to thank Jedi for joining us. It's been seven years. It's good to be have you back. <laughs> and it won't be Come seven years often. before we have you again. Yes. I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast.aie-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. And I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room or play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream. And our Discord server for chat is 
aie-guild.info slash discord. Past episodes, you can see them on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the slash the AIE podcast. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. All right, and now it's time to play all the great AIE member segments we received this week. Well, no segments, guys, but if you want your hand at creating one, we would love to have you. And next time we'll be talking to Gusty Tail in WoW. So until then, IE, the AIE, uh, this is Mucal. This is Tetsemi. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.